News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sakoda, the Louisville Real Estate Show, here with you for the next 30 minutes. Got a packed show with lots of stuff coming at you, so stick around and strap in. In the studios with you, my son, Greg. How's it going? Yo, and Greg's decided he's going to go with his Instagram route. Millennials. They are all over this. We sell Louisville on Instagram or Facebook, the Sokolar Medley team. There's many ways to find us and what we do. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can get there too. Yep. Also in the studio, Kevin Disler, Pitt and Frank attorneys, who's actually in for Chuck Crosby. I am in for Chuck Crosby. He's doing a good job already. Good morning. morning, 895-9900. And also Brad Lawler, Home Team Inspection Service. They hire veterans. He's a great guy. They do a great job. Three five seven zero eight one three. Brad, good to see you. Hey, howdy, Bob. How you doing? All right, coming up in just a little bit. Getting ready to sell your home. We've got seventeen things you need to do before you go on the market. Seventeen things you'll find these interesting. All right, let's go to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sikolder, Louisville Real Estate Show News Radio eight forty WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Richard. Yeah. Thinking about selling my house, and I was going over the uh, the property, and I noticed uh, it looked like that my uh, sump pump possibly either drained into the existing sewer or maybe the old septic tank, but I'm not sure which. Could that be a problem in selling my home? Hmm. So, what do you think? Is Because MSD doesn't want the water to go through the sewer system because you're not paying to get it. It's not like we're paying already enough, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. So usually it's just discharging into a crock or somewhere into uh, the yard away from right. the house. Um, and then discharging into a septic tank creates additional issues because of the pressure that you're placing on the system, mm-hmm. depending on how much water you're moving through the actual uh, sump itself. But, but in, if it's going into the sewer system... Mm-hmm. What will your guys find this? If I mean, any inspector uh, find this if they're going through the house? Well, not necessarily. It's de- depending on where it's hooked up, and I guess you'd have to look to see what type of evidence he's he's noting as to uh, where it's connecting into the actual sewer system itself. That's mm-hmm. going to take a little bit of detective work, probably taking the uh, the cover off, seeing where the uh, the discharge lines are going. But if the in general, if a discharge yeah. line's coming out of the, the mm-hmm. sump pump. And then it's going into what appears to be a sewer pipe. Yeah. That's not so good, right? No, it's not so good. That would be certainly a recommendation that a plumber comes and takes a look to see where the uh, where everything connects. But I mean, if, he's, if Richard or anybody's handy, and if it's PVC piping, which I'm hoping it is, mm-hmm. he just cuts the PVC. Mm-hmm. He then drills a hole through the side of the... House, which right. okay, that could be a little bit problematic, yeah. <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, and you put a, then you put a, that, a pipe out there, and then a drain line to the to the just the field, the sod. Coming you know, from the man uh, who's finished multiple basements himself, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, and then the water's recycling back into. Well, the you basement push it away. Far yeah, you got to go right. far enough right. away. I get that. Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. and that's always where we're gonna suggest rather than the homeowner become the handyman. get the professional in to. Make sure that everything is routed correctly, so you're not doing additional damage to, to the, the foundation yeah, no, that or, makes or sense. yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. But right. but just for the record, and for everyone who's listening, and again, these are basically older homes that were built at a different time frame when that um, this was all going right. on. So this was actually the way of the construction was done years and years ago, right? Yeah, we you, you still see them out there, but yeah. it's not set up correctly. Yeah, no, no way. kidding. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, all yeah. right, we move on. 
If, by the way, you'd like to see some of our reviews, we deal with a lot of people. We really love to hear good things, but we obviously, you know, we're not 100%, but I think we do pretty good. Go to LouisvilleZillow.com. That's LouisvilleZillow.com. That'll give you to our take you to our reviews. Also, Louisville Buyers Talk or LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. Either of those two will take you to the videos. Back to the phones. Bob Sikoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 84, WHAS. Good morning. Hi, Bob. This is Sandy. Yeah. I was one of those people who lost their homes in 2011 because I lost my job and could not pay for my mortgage. I've been renting since then. When am I eligible to be able to buy a home again? The rent is worse, much worse than a mortgage payment. Yeah, we had a story about the rental uh, costs going up uh, last uh, last week on the show. And I think it depends on whether you had an FHA loan, Kevin Help, yeah, in the- FHA or uh, conventional and three, five years. Yeah, I think each program has a different one. In, in the back of my mind, it was three to four years was the general rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. But you really need to talk to a lender to yep. determine you know, what your specific situation is. And there's some hardship issues that could it was she, she was She said she was foreclosed upon, right? It wasn't yeah. a short sale situation or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, foreclosure. Yeah. So, but what, what, listen, Sandy, you're, you're not alone. There are a lot of people out there who have gone through this. They're actually called boomerang buyers. That's what you, if you want to put a term on yourself, you're a boomerang buyer. What that means is you lost your home because of uh, foreclosure or a short sale, and it could have been a number of reasons, anything from health to a divorce to a move uh, that was required by your, um, by your employer. And these boomerang buyers have had to sit on the sidelines renting homes or renting apartments like you have who are now eligible to come back into the market and buy. And that is, in fact, one of the reasons that we're seeing such an increase of buyers out there right now. There's the millennials who are out there. There are folks from other parts of the world who have come to Louisville because it's a great place to live. And then the boomerang buyers are – and then you also have people who are trading up or trading down, moving up, moving down because of age or economic uh, status. So you're not alone. Kevin's right on target. Call lenders. We've got a bunch of them. If you want, reach out to me. I'll give you some names. 376-5483 is the number to call. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekulder, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hey, Bob. Uh, this is Tom. Yeah. I have a tree on my neighbor's property, and it's starting to deteriorate, and I'm kind of worried about it coming down. What should I do to protect myself? Hmm. So from a legal standpoint, tree possibly coming down protects himself, his neighbors. What would you suggest? This actually, well, this, yeah, good. Well, this question comes up. It seems like every time that I come into mm-hmm. your show, Bob, just for you, <laughs> just for me, the tree question. It, there are a lot of tree problems out there. In fact, I'll give I'll give you one more. Sandy calls me a couple of weeks ago. She goes, "You can't come home over this road. You got to come this." I go, What's going on? She goes, "One of our neighbors' trees came down during one of the storms." And fell across the street, and so this is this is not a isolated incident. Um, it, it took a couple of days for the crews to come by. They've cut up all the branches that were. And they moved the tree out, but then they had all the branches. That, but the tree trunk still there weeks, if not a month, after this thing happened. So, what does someone do to protect them? So I have some suggestions, but I well, want to hear you. Yeah, I think there was a fairly recent case that came out and talked about urban areas versus rural areas. And basically, it's, you know, you, you assume everybody's got homeowner's insurance. So if anything happens, it's basically which homeowner's insurance policy is at, at risk. But my recollection is if you notify your neighbor in writing 
of your concern mm-hmm. that the tree has issues, that puts them on notice at that point in time. In which case, if something happens and they don't take corrective action, the insurance company may actually make them to take corrective action. But that kind of switches the liability on their side. Uh, in rural areas, it's different, but I'm assuming this caller was from the Louisville metro area here. Mm-hmm. But but I think that the proper course of action is first talk to your neighbor. Be a good neighbor. Express your concern for it. Sometimes you have homeowners associations. Uh, there are different uh, small cities here would be another method to go through. But you need to try to be a good neighbor first. And then before you send them a formal letter, certified mail, which is not a neighborly thing to do usually, uh, they just talk to them about it first. And if not, you want to make sure there's something in writing putting them on notice that you're concerned about the tree uh, coming down on your property. Now, the other thing I was thinking, I was looking up on my laptop just now, I wasn't able to find it, is to call the name of the tree specialist who comes out, who looks at the tree, can determine if there's a problem, and if there is, take action so that you don't lose the tree. And again, back to the house that Sandy and I bought, uh, when we moved in there, we were a little concerned uh, about the, uh, this. we had this one big tree in the back, so we called up a company that came out, and uh, the... They said, okay, it, there was cabling on the tree to hold these three sections together, and one of the cables had broken. And so they, for a fee, fixed the cables, and then we have them out every year. And they also, at the same time, they do an injection of um, fertilizer for the tree's benefit to help keep the tree healthy and growing. So, yeah. listen, i got to tell you, the, the tree is a very important part of any home, and is helping to keep your value up, but also it helps to shade your roof. At least in our case, it will help shade the house or the roof, and it will make your house cooler in the summertime and protect it a little bit in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, I mentioned I lived in a small city here in Jefferson County, and every year an arborist would go out and identify the trees that the city owned uh-huh. or in the city right away just to identify which ones were dangerous. Part of that was from a liability standpoint. So they wanted to know and take Affirmative action. I think ash borer is a is a big problem here in Kentucky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of the ash trees are starting to die off. Yes, they and are. Become quite dangerous. Infected, yeah. So knowing that, we decided to be proactive and go out and identify which ones which may be at risk and take the worst of the ones down. Yeah. So no, that makes sense. Yeah, it's a big yeah. issue. And on that note, uh, even when you bring somebody in, besides an arbiter, arborist to take it down, if you bring somebody who's not licensed, you're also Oh, liable and you've insurance. got a potential property there so <laughs> yeah. you know you turn left you turn right every time you turn around you got a problem well and that's the first thing make sure whoever comes out and works on your trees make sure you, you get a copy of their insurance i could tell you that a nice big six hundred thousand dollar home tree crane wasn't big enough took out the entire roof oh no yeah oh. so make sure they know what they're doing and they're yeah. fully insured oh gee was yeah. If you're thinking about selling your home, we have a free, no-obligation booklet that has hundreds of useful tips. You want a copy? Again, free of charge, no obligation. Send me an email, bob at com, and put the words selling tips in the subject line, and we'll send that back out to you pretty quickly. Back to the phones we go. Good morning, Bob Sekulder, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Pamela. Yeah. How many homes should I view? before buying a house. My agent said that I need to see at least five. Hmm. Now, Greg, uh, I will tell you my record. So Greg shows our agent show. My record had, was 25 homes. Over the course of how long? Over the course of about two days. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of homes. Okay. 
But every buyer is different, and the reason I bring this up is because this particular buyer, and I, this happened probably 10 years ago, and I still keep in contact when, with him. When inventory was apparently excellent because of yeah, 25 homes yeah, in two days yeah. and one price point. But he knew exactly what he wanted. So sure. we would go in, uh-huh. and he would look, and it, within we'll a matter go. of seconds, uh, no, not for me, but we're yep. out. So, yep. so listen, I think it. the way I – what I would tell you uh, is it's really – how good you feel about a home, how many homes are in the price range and the location that you're looking in. Yeah. And I think it's my belief that a buyer knows when they've found the right home because they get this feeling on, and that look on their face. You know, and all of a sudden things like open up and it's you know, the big smile on their face. So I would tell you um, five is fine. It depends on how you feel about it. Back to, uh, you know, I want to back up one second here because I really, I wanted to ask with regards to the tree falling on this, Brad, yeah. from an inspection standpoint, do you guys, when you're looking, you don't look at trees. You, I mean, you're not an arborist and you don't know what the heck is happening, right? That's right. Yeah, tree inspection will be outside the scope of a home inspection. Yeah. The only thing we would be alerting uh, the the buyer to would be any vegetation that's touching the house uh-huh. uh, because th- that's going to you know, potentially damage the wood, certainly from a security standpoint. I think all the the alarm guys out there would want to make sure you're keeping space between the, the shrubs in your house. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people that, that have the ivies that grow up on the side of the house that, that look lovely uh, are incredibly destructive. So those things will we'll note uh, that they need to be cut away from the house. And so just so you know, because this, this is a great point. Mm-hmm. So when we bought this house that we moved into, we had ivy growing on the side of the house. And the first thing I said, Sandy, we, we need to do something about this because mm-hmm. – and explain. The roots of the yeah. ivy are doing what to the brick and the, and the mortar? Well, they're attaching themselves to the brick and the mortar. And then as they're dying off, they're expanding, contracting, which is crumbling uh, all, of the, uh, all of the mortar and is damaging the brick. It also gets into painted uh, surfaces. It gets underneath mm-hmm. siding. Um, all of these places are just uh, potential you know, water sources yep. you know, climbing into your house. So here's what I did. Tell me if I did the right thing. So now listen, this is, so I had a, one of the crews that we work with come out with their people, and they pulled all the ivy down. So that was the yep. that was the first part. But the, what's left behind mm-hmm. are all thousands of little roots yes. sticking in. Yeah. So I went. Where do you go for Greg? Where do you go for research these days besides internet? Besides Google. YouTube. I'm a millennial. Yeah, oh, okay, YouTube. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, so, Instagram, right? There you go. Yeah, Instagram. <laughs> so I did a Google. Uh, I, I went on YouTube, and I just basically did a search mm-hmm. on what to do. And so mm-hmm. I went to one of the box stores, and I bought a, not a high-end, because I had a high-end pressure washer. I got a lower-end pressure. It cost about 100 bucks, And then used that nozzle. They had two different nozzles that come with it, a little higher. And then I went brick by brick. Yeah. And basically cleaned each brick, and it kind of got rid of it, and it all worked. Yeah. I've seen people use wire brushes. I've seen people put um, the wire brushes at the end of a drill and yeah. just oh. And brush oh, off. Yeah. The, but and that just brush off all the, the... See, I, I tried a little bit of that, but it scraped the brick. So it left gr- okay. scrape yeah. marks on the brick. Right. The water didn't, and then there was a plus to that. Mm-hmm. So it was hot when this was all happening. So as I'm spraying the brick, the spray back 
on me <laughs> while was cooling me down. I was in a zen zone. <laughs> I, just just, I had my headsets on, Man. listening to a book, and I'm not doing it. You have your Speedos on? No, no, no. Are you kidding? They would have called me immediately to report me. No kidding. I saw it. Big eyesore is what they would have said. We're going to take a break. When we come back, if you're getting ready to sell your home, we've got 17 things you need to do before going on the market. And none of them include removing ivy. I'll tell you right now. In the studio, Brad Lawler, Home Team Inspection Service, 357-0813. Kevin Disler, Pitt & Frank Attorneys at 895-9900. Wait, here's, the, here's the, the, the crazy thing. Kevin is in for Chuck Crosby. So you can reach Chuck as well at 499-6360. And then, my, yeah, and then my son, Greg. Uh, on Instagram at We Sell Louisville. So at We Sell Louisville. And of course, you can reach me anytime, 376 5483. Back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. 499-6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, the area's largest home inspection company. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, inspect thousands of homes in Louisville and southern Indiana each year. And team makes all the difference. Extra sets of eyes and overlapping duties means a more thorough inspection and better value for you. Multiple teams mean we are able to inspect your home when you need it. Radon testing, home inspection, termite reports, one call does it all. Get the team, get home team. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Whether investing in the best entrepreneurs on Shark Tank or hiring the best real estate agents at the Corcoran Group, doing my homework on them ahead of time was critical. So which agent do I recommend in your area? In Louisville, I would call Bob Sokoler. Bob outsells every agent in Louisville year after year and attracts thousands of buyers every month. That's why he can guarantee to sell your home at a price and a deadline you agreed to or Bob will buy it. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and get top dollar for your home. News Radio 840 WHAS. All right. Hope you're having a good Sunday morning. I know we're just getting kicked off in the studios here. Kevin Dissler, Pitt and Frank Attorneys, 895-9900. And he's in for our buddy Chuck Crosby over at the Crosby Law Offices, 499-6360 for Chuck. Also here, Brad Lawler, Home Team Inspection Service, 357-0813. They hire vets. They do a great job. We can highly recommend Home Team Inspection Service. And also my son, Greg, one of our many realtors over at the Sokolar Medley team. Social media handle, 
We sell Louisville. Easy to find us on Instagram or Facebook. There you go. And you can reach me anytime, uh, 376-5483. Okay. So 17 things to do if you're considering selling. Here's 17 things to do before you put the home on the market. You want to get a pre-sale home inspection. Brad, wow, we've talked about billing. this, right? Yeah. You get the number one billing on That's this. That's great. Before your house goes on the market, hire a certified inspector like Home Team Inspection Service to point out potential problems that could deter would-be buyers. And this way, you'll be able to make the necessary repairs before the first house hunter walks through the door. It's a brilliant idea. I will tell you, I practice what I preach. I did that with my house. We, we identified some things that needed to be repaired. I jumped on those, and I did not have a problem afterwards. Folks, this is a, an extremely good tip to, to handle, uh, to work on. The next, this is going to self, sound self-serving, but it is true. You want to meet the right real estate agent. Not all real estate agents are created equal. I've got to tell you this in case you don't know. It's important to interview at least three prospective agents before you decide which one is right for you. You're looking at their marketing plan. You're looking to see their personality. Do they answer their phones? Check their social media nowadays. Social media. So, I mean, this is not just, uh, oh, hey, I like your sign. Let's go. Boom. You need to make sure that they are going to work well with you and you're going to work well with them. And, of course, we would love to be considered. And you can call me anytime at 376-5483 or go to grabbob.com. That's G-R-A-B-Bob.com. Okay. Set the stage. Many sellers confuse staging with decorating. Professional staging services can make your home feel larger, brighter, and more welcoming. All qualities that rank high on the potential buyer's must-have lists. Also, boost your curb appeal. Make no mistake, curb appeal counts. It's been a weekend, just a weekend, getting your exterior in order to ensure that your home feels welcoming to buyers the second they arrive. You want to power wash the driveway, sidewalks, clean light fixtures, Trim the greenery, and don't forget to throw down a welcome mat, a clean one, a new one, and be better. Clear your closets. Yes, storage space is key factors when it comes to considering whether to buy or not. So get the home's closet spacious and organized. It'll help your home sell faster and possibly at a higher price point. Work the web. Well, because 90-plus percent of home buyers shop online first, Sellers should be and consulting with their real estate agent about devising a social media marketing plan. Correct? Does that sound familiar? Oh, yes. That extends beyond the standard MLS listing. Again, you can email me, Bob, at WeSellLouisville.com. We'll send you our marketing plan immediately. Lighten up. If uh, your good lighting is crucial to making more home more sellable, you want to take down heavy drapery, open curtains, and let the sun shine in, but cut back branches and shrubbery around windows to maximize natural light. And replace, Greg, burned out low wattage, wattage bulbs with higher wattage. And what else? Soft white uh, or just balanced light. Honestly, there's a lot of back and forth on what type of light bulbs to use. Just balanced lighting. You, you want to have even lighting throughout the house. So if you have a dark area, put a lamp there. Uh, it does wonders when you're doing photography. We've got tricks as well, but it helps us out. So. Yep. Store extra stuff. Give the appearance of greater square footage and airiness. Remove furniture. That's not absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. Place excess sofas, cabinets, chairs. Storage in storage for a great freeway to free up space. One step further, storage yep. that's in uh, furniture that's in doorways, get it out. Oh, Move yeah. it or or hallways or hallways. Yep. It, that kind of stuff. The feng shui. If you're into energies of rooms, yeah. or if you're just into the feel of, of walking into something right when you walk in the door, it's not fun. Spruce up spaces with fresh paint. Hot paint, not so good. Neutral grade, taupe, 
medium light colors work great. Incentivize with insurance. You can consider investing in a home buyer's uh, warranty policy because in some cases it will also cover you while you have the home listed. So if something breaks while it's listed, we've got home warranties that uh, Home Warranty of America, they'll cover you while you've got it listed so you don't have to take out of pocket money. Also, make pet provisions. Yes, though it seems hard to believe, not everyone may love your dog, though I know I would. Obvious evidence of pet residents, such as tufts of hair on the sofa or litter box displayed in plain sight, could deter uh, or distract a buyer, and the smell could be a problem. Also, remove fixtures to keep your plan easy to walk through. So if you're planning to keep certain window treatments, light fixtures or built-in appliances, remove them now before it goes on the market. Mm -hmm. You don't want to do it later. That's a problem. Empty the garage because buyers are going to be wanting to look to evaluate the garage. So do that. Make small but mighty updates. You know, if you do a large rescale of, say, a kitchen, it's going to cost you a lot of money. And it's not going to bring back 100%, maybe 85%. But oftentimes, the upgrades, small ones, pay off maybe Things like regrounding tiles, replacing outdated hardware, or swapping out old light fixtures. Also, locate manuals, warranties, put them in a drawer so that everybody knows where they are, then the buyers can have them when they buy. And then finally, clean up the roof. And that's something that's interesting. Buyers don't like to see stains on the roof. And there are some companies out there that will clean the roof. You just got to be careful that they don't, Brad, pull off the granules too much of it because right. that could uh, diminish lifetime on their yep. roof, right? Right. Okay. All right, back to the phones we go. Good morning, Bob Sekolder. Oh, before, let me do this. When, when, why does a seller choose one realtor over another, right? I'm always wondering that. I've talked about it on the radio show. I think it has a lot to do with word of mouth or recommendation. So listen to Carrie. We sold her home in just hours. It was wonderful. I had trepidations about putting it on, and Bob assured me that he could sell my house. And boom, I had an offer the same day that I showed it. What made you come to us to begin with? Well, your reputation, and I listen to your radio show every Sunday morning, your record at selling homes. I just thought this was the person for me. I appreciate that. Did we live up to, and be please be honest, did we live up to that reputation? Definitely. We showed the home, I believe, on the 25th of April, had the bid, and by the 25th of May, we knew when closing was going to be. So we did, how about pricing? Because a lot of people will say, well, you sell so many homes because you come in low on pricing. How do we do on that? I think the pricing was perfect, exactly where it needed to be for my neighborhood and area and my size house. And how about communication with myself and my staff? Would you say that we did okay on that? It was wonderful with you and Lisa in the office. It was just wonderful. She kept me apprised of everything that was going on. Anything we should change different, Karen? No, I don't think so. Just keep doing the great job that you're doing. We thank you, Carrie. You can reach me anytime at 376-5483. Back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekolder. Lua Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHS. Hello. Hey, Bob. This yeah. is Christy. Yeah. I live in Fisherville, and I want to sell my home. But my next-door neighbor has tons of junk on his property. It looks terrible. What can I do to force them to get rid of all that junk? So legally, Kevin, is there something that Christy can do? Well, yeah, I think the one thing that you can do is call the city of Louisville or the metro Louisville. You know, they have people that go out, and if your property is not kept up, and I guess it would be a public nuisance or a private nuisance, however mm-hmm. they want to characterize it, but they'll come by and actually give you a, uh, a warning first, and then they'll give you a fine unless you clean it up. Will they tell the neighbor that you're the one who's calling on them? You, know, you don't want retaliation is what I'm getting Usually at. not. I've had some investment properties in the past, and I've gotten some, and they've always been anonymous. 
Mm -hmm. I kind of figured out who it perhaps was. But they're pretty good. I mean, uh, if you call the city, that's one thing they they pretty much will react to fairly quick. Now, your thought of what is junk may be their expression of art or something like that. So you have to be somewhat cautious in those areas. But the city's pretty good at responding to that. There's a car hiding in the grass. Yeah, that's junk. (laughs) It's it's a planner. Yeah, sure. What about in the county? If it's not a city... Well, it's a, the you know it's Metro Louisville now, so the, yeah. the same people you call downtown would be the ones. Uh, you know, if gutters, you have you know grass growing out of gutters, they'll flag people for that. If you have junk and debris in the backyard, they'll flag them for that. Uh, and like I said, there you can criticize the folks downtown for a lot of things, but that is certainly something that they do get on. All right, I think we are out of time. If you want to get a hold of Kevin Disler, his number is eight nine five nine nine zero zero. Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices. Chuck was out today. Kevin was nice enough to sit in. 499-6360. Also, Brad Lawler, Home Team Inspection Service at 357-0813. They hire vets. We appreciate that, and we appreciate what they do. And my son, Greg, at... Uh, at We Sell Little Social Media. There you go. Go find me. Call me, 376-5483. See you next week on News Radio 840 WHAS.